With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Right, welcome back to The Great Unsolved. As I said last week, as you're listening to this, I'm going to be on vacation. Thank God. Work just decided to, like, punch me in the face last week. Well, this week as I'm recording it. And I was just ready to be drunk on a beach. And hopefully that's what I'm doing as you're listening to this. Anyways, we did release our first Patreon-only episode on the Easdall Woman. And if you want to go check that out, you only have to be in our first tier, which is $2 a month. So that is going to be linked in the description. And it's also linked in our link tree, which is in the podcast description or Twitter, Instagram. Speaking of Twitter and Instagram, go follow us on Twitter at Great Unsolved and on Instagram at Great Unsolved Pod. I'm still going to be posting on those daily while I'm on vacation because gotta keep up that engagement. So there's that. Last week, um, I discussed the case of Gannon Stock, and this week I have decided to discuss another very prevalent case, and that is the Evelyn Boswell case. This is such a sad case, and there's been so many sad cases dealing with children lately, and it's, I know it's taking a toll on communities in general, and it's definitely taking a toll on me trying to research them, but they really do need this attention because I don't know why so many children are getting hurt or killed. We really need to fix that. So anything I can do to bring attention to it, I will. So I do want to mention two things. I have one like promo to play just like I played a few last week and we actually have our very first Patreon member which is awesome. Her name is Audrey Wise and she subscribed to the Patreon on March 9th so thank you Audrey Wise. What is the I Have So Many Questions podcast? It's a show wholly fueled by the self-absorbed megalomania of its host, Brian Watson, 
a man who seeks to establish a cult of personality while foolishly resisting the urge to refer to himself in the third person. It's a show about interrogatories, musings, rants, things that you've never thought about, things you've always thought about, and things you wish you'd never thought about. It can be found anywhere where you get your podcasts at, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other places. Tune into the I Have So Many Questions podcast if you have nothing better to do, if you wish to punish your in-laws, family members, mortal enemies, or if you just can't go to sleep at night. Please review the show's open submission policy if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you'd like to be a guest host, or if you'd just like to take over the show outright. It is a show not unwilling to sell its soul or its copyright. Twitter at I Have So Many Pod, Facebook.com forward slash I Have So Many Questions podcast. Tune in, drop out. Good night, Cleveland. So let's jump on into the Evelyn Boswell case. Friday, March 6th, police released that they believe they found the remains of 15-month-old Evelyn Boswell on property belonging to her mother's family. This obviously was not what any of us were hoping for. We were hoping somehow she was still alive and she would be found. I don't know if news reports have confirmed that that this was her remains yet, But I do know from some posts that the remains were found near toys and diapers. And, I mean, even if it's not Evelyn, it's still a deceased 15-month-old child, which is not okay under really any circumstances. I have been following this case since the beginning because it had so many similarities with the Casey Anthony case and that is one I feel very strongly about. If you haven't listened to my episodes on Gacy Anthony, you should. I have very strong opinions on that case, and I got a little heated about it, but I think it's something we should all get mad about. The last time Evelyn was seen, she was wearing a pink tracksuit, pink shoes, and a pink bow. She was two foot tall, 28 pounds, with blonde hair and blue eyes. So let's jump into the timeline on this case. It begins technically December 10th or 11th, but the public timeline doesn't start until February 18th. So on February 18th, the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office received a referral from the Tennessee Department of Children Services. Certain family members stated they had not seen Evelyn in two months. This came after Evelyn's grandpa reported her missing. Evelyn was supposedly last seen on December 26th, which is what Megan, her mother, reported, but that is unreliable as she is giving a lot of different explanations. The babysitter last saw Evelyn on December 10th or 11th, which is the date investigators are going with because it seems the babysitter is much more reliable. 
On this date of February 18th, the sheriff's office launched an investigation. On March 19th, an Amber Alert is finally issued for Evelyn. And on February 20th, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation released another photo of Evelyn hoping to reach more people. Moving on to February 21st, suspects in the case were, they weren't identified, but it was said by police that they may be in a 2007 gray BMW with the license plate 3M96W9. Angela Boswell, who is Evelyn's grandma and Maggie's mother, was arrested with her boyfriend. They were found in this gray BMW. Angela and her boyfriend were then charged with theft of property, and the court date was set for March 4th at this point. Megan Boswell, Evelyn's mother, did a TV interview and said she knew who had her daughter and also stated that she was pregnant again. Let's listen to that, well, a little bit of that here. I just want to tell you about, like, her favorite things and personality-wise. I know, like, looking on TV and just kind of seeing a picture, it's a lot harder to, you know, envision a baby. Like, her favorite food is, like, sweet potatoes. She's really sweet. She loves to give people kisses. <laughs> favorite song is Baby Shark. Just, like, that kind of stuff. Um, can you tell me, what's your favorite toy? Her, she has a little baby shark puppet. <laughs> um, what, what would y'all do together? Well, she loves to take baths. <laughs> that was her favorite thing. And she had little shark toys that swim in the bath and stuff like that. Um, how, old, how old is she now? She's 15 months today, actually. Um, can you tell me a little bit? I see you said she's very sweet. Is she sweet with everybody? Or just she people? is. She loves everybody. Of course I miss her and like I can't tell anything about the ongoing investigation but they are I'm sure you, you all have released an article about the car and stuff like that so they have a pretty good idea of who has her I mean if they're watching I just want to bring her back I just want her back you know that's my child Sorry, I know this must be hard why don't you tell me a little bit more about her? Do, do you have any pictures of her? Have you, have you been looking at her? Not on me, no. Not on you? Have you been looking at photos and stuff of her while you're... How are you coping? But Boswell says she knows who took her. You do know who has her. Are you, are you worried about her safety? Well, the reason I didn't report it or anything is because I knew the person who had her, and I didn't want them to run away with her, and as soon as they thought I think was going on, they just kind of vanished. <laughs> so, so I'm just worried about, you know, like where they're at, what they're doing with her at this point depends on if you talk to somebody who actually knows me if you're talking to somebody on the internet who lives 500 miles away and is just trying to speculate in on it so if you talk to anybody who actually knows me you know they know that i would never hurt evelyn or do anything like that i am pregnant that's why they won't give me a polygraph that's megan boswell who goes by maggie evelyn's mother explaining why she claims she was turned away after volunteering to take a lie detector test it's just a lot to deal with at one point in time. We learned that TBI can conduct polygraph examinations on pregnant mothers with certain restrictions. So you can see she's obviously lying here because police have said she was not there to take a polygraph. And 
it is proven that they could have taken a polygraph even if she was pregnant. But as of now, it doesn't, she's not pregnant. Doesn't seem like she's pregnant because I read a quote and the person who runs the jail, I totally forgot what they're called, but they said, I can't confirm or deny if she's pregnant, but last night we had four pregnant women. She was checked in at like nine. We still had four pregnant women. Then it went up to five when we booked a pregnant woman at 11. So reading a little bit in between the lines there, she's not pregnant. But moving on with the timeline, also on February 21st, police had a news conference saying they were receiving conflicting reports about when Evelyn disappeared. This is when the date December 10th came into play rather than December 26th of when Evelyn went missing. And in one of the interviews, I don't know if I played it or not, but you can hear Maggie saying, or the news lady saying, that Maggie wants to give Evelyn her Christmas presents, which kind of makes it seem like she disappeared before Christmas rather than the day after. Police stated some of the information the mother gave had not been accurate. Quote, her stories aren't leading up to stuff we went out and checked on. End quote. At this point in time, over 300 leads had come in. On February 23rd, TBI, which is Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, released another photo and announced they had people working around the clock on this case. On February 24th, TBI released a new video and new information. Megan Boswell said this, quote, I told TBI where to find her in Mendota. My mom took her to a campground in a silver camper, and if they don't go tonight, I'm going to find her myself, because I've told them, and they're not really taking it seriously, and if they don't go tonight, I will go myself and get her. They're not taking me seriously. TBI isn't, because I've not fully told them. I've been like, hey, like, my mom camped out in Mendota, you know, go check them out, but I've never been like, hey, specifically, hey, she's in a silver camper, because my mom did threaten me, like, you know, if I told anybody. I'm not going to get into that, but she did. Another quote from her says, quote, gypsies are not a cult. They have been asking people if there's, like, a gypsy ringleader, and, like, I mean, we're not, like, ringleaders. We're not, like, out kidnapping babies or anything like that. Well, yeah, and, like, my dad's very proud of that, you know, but he's just mad about all the rumors going around, like, trashing them, because, like, we're not a cult, you know what I mean? We're not, like, nothing like that at all. So I've been having kind of a hard time understanding what she's trying to say here. She's kind of saying, like, I told police this, and they're not checking it out, and then she finishes with saying, well, I'm not really telling police that. I'm kind of just giving them a hint. Why wouldn't you just tell police that all the way? Your mom's not going to be able to threaten you if she's in jail for kidnapping your child, you know? Um, so I don't know. Even in just this one paragraph statement, she's kind of going back and forth on her story. And then she talks a lot about gypsies, and I'll get into it later, but apparently her family isn't even in the gypsy community. This is just another lie. On February 25th, Megan is arrested and charged with a co count sorry, of false reporting. 
bond is 25,000 and the court date is set for March 2nd. Good evening, that breaking news, the mother of a missing 15-month-old now in police custody. Megan Maggie Boswell was arrested just a few hours ago by the Sullivan County Sheriff's Office. Let's get straight to News Channel 5's Kelsey Gibbs at our 5 Alert Center. Kelsey, what is she charged with? Well, Carrie Boswell is now charged with false reporting. The Sullivan County Sheriff's Office says the information that she provided about Evelyn's whereabouts just aren't adding up. 15-month-old Evelyn Boswell was last seen in December, but she wasn't reported missing until a week ago. Maggie Boswell, who also goes by Megan, spoke with our news partner, WJHL, and said her mother took Evelyn to a campground in Virginia. Investigators say they searched that area but didn't find anything. When asked why she gave conflicting statements, Maggie Boswell says she was trying to protect her mother. Evelyn's grandmother, Angela Boswell, was arrested in North Carolina last Friday for possession of a stolen property. She was driving a car investigators were looking for in the case. Angela Boswell was arraigned this morning in Sullivan County. Her bond was set at $5,000 and she must wear an ankle bracelet. Maggie Boswell told WJHL today that she is pregnant and was unable to take a polygraph test because of it. But the TBI says Megan Boswell was not scheduled to meet with a polygraph examiner. Now, the TBI says they have received more than 500 tips, but unfortunately, none of them have been provided any credible sightings. Of course, if you know any information about this case, you are urged to contact the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. That number is 1-800-TBI-FINE. For now, we are live in the Five Alert Center, Kelsey Gibbs News Channel 5. So as you heard in that recording, there were 500 tips that had come in by this time. And Megan had stated that she could not take a polygraph because she was pregnant, but police said she was never scheduled to actually meet with someone for a polygraph. On February 26th, the sheriff's office confirmed that Megan was in fact not pregnant. They said, every time we talk to her, her story changes. I'm serious when I say that every single time. Sheriff's office searched a pond in Wilkes County, North Carolina this day, but it came up inconclusive. Around 4 p.m., it was announced that the property at the center of the search was connected to Megan through family. A friend of Megan spoke with police and stated that she thinks Megan knew where Evelyn was or who had her. Angela's boyfriend, once again, Angela is the grandmother of Evelyn and the mother of Maggie, also stated he had only seen Evelyn one or two times since starting to date her grandmother in June 2019. He did probably the most helpful out of the whole family and offered his DNA and a polygraph to police. On February 27th, Angela and her boyfriend appeared in Bristol court. Her boyfriend's bond was lowered to $10,000 if he wears an ankle bracelet when he is released. The grandmother of Angela's boyfriend stated that the day the two were arrested, they came to her home to ask for gas money. When they came there, she stated that her grandson's feet were wet. She stated, quote, I don't know. He's devious enough. His record from youth up, he's been devious enough to be involved in something. End quote. Around 5 p.m. on February 27th, police confirmed they were investigating a tip that someone saw Evelyn 
at KFC with Angela and the boyfriend a few weeks ago. On February 28th, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation searched Lakeshore RV Park in Blountville, Tennessee, and by this time, over 700 tips had been received. March 1st, TBI had received over 770 tips thus far in the investigation, but none left to confirmed sightings or really anything new in the Evelyn Boswell case. The reward for info leading to finding Evelyn reached to $61,000. On March 2nd, Megan was in court for her first court date, and the judge lowered her bond from $25,000 to $10,000. Her next court date was scheduled for March 8th at 9 a.m., and the police also asked the public to stop sharing false information because it was harmful to the case. On March 4th, Angela's boyfriend appeared in court. Cameras caught him trying to talk to Angela. He was then released from jail with an ankle bracelet, and his next court appearance is set for March 24th. Most recently, on March 6th, TBI announced that the remains of 15-month-old were found. They are believed to be Evelyn, and they were found on a property belonging to a family member of Megan Boswell. These remains were transported to an autopsy, and we are waiting on positive ID. I believe, actually, we did get a positive ID, but as I stated in the beginning, I'm not completely sure. If you Google it, I'm sure you can find out. From a report that Megan's attorney let out, they stated that she was very distraught when she found out about the remains that may be Evelyn's. We do begin out of Tennessee, where authorities believe they have found the remains of 15-month-old Evelyn Boswell. She was last seen in December, but was reported missing two months after the fact. The discovery was made on Friday while searching a property belonging to a family member of her 18-year-old mother, Megan. We'll evaluate our case and what we're going to do next after we conclude our investigation. So based on what has happened tonight, uh, there's a lot of work to be done forensically and just old-fashioned investigative work. Since an Amber Alert was issued for this little girl, three people have been arrested. Evelyn's mother, grandmother, and her grandmother's boyfriend. Heartbreaking. Just even talk about it. She had her whole life in front of her, and I think it's really messed up what they did to her. It's, it's sad, but at the same time, it's a, it's a sense of she's in a better place, um, even though we wish she was here on Earth. But uh, the sense, you know, it is, it is uh, you know, it's a, it's a sigh of relief, I guess. I mean, we would all hope that she would have been alive, of course, but um, it's always a tree. And I always look at that as a symbol of tree of life. Um, and I think it's great that we have the, there's a memorial here, um, because whenever the family drives by, they're going to be seeing that. And I think they should be able to see that, and they should be able to see how much the community does care. But at the same time, um, I would hope that it would push someone to come up and, and 
and be honest about what's taking place here. It I gives you like almost like a relief, you know? Almost like you can say like a goodbye and that, you know, sorry that whatever happened happened. But I really hope justice for everyone really happens. Whoever did this to her should really pay for it. So we are going to move on to stories Megan has given police. Megan originally stated that her mother had Evelyn and that they were at a campground of sorts in a silver trailer, I believe. She then moved on to stating that Evelyn was essentially abducted by a babysitter, which just draws extreme parallels to Casey Anthony. I'm sure you all remember Zanny the Nanny who stole Kaylee Anthony, but that never really happened. When I heard that, that was the first thing I was like, oh no, this, something isn't right here at all. Megan then stated that Evelyn was with her father, Ethan Perry, despite him being in the military and not even being like in the area. All of these were lies, and this is the main reason why Megan was arrested for false reports. She was leading police on wild goose chases instead of trying to find her daughter. And personally, I believe that points to a lot of guilt, or is at least extremely suspicious. Her family history, as in Megan's family history, is not the cleanest either. So, Megan had an interview stating that she and her family were gypsies, but it does not seem to be true. It seems like another lie that Megan told by many accounts. However, other accounts have stated that they are, in fact, gypsies. I don't know. It doesn't really matter in this case. It's just a little background on the family. But where it gets kind of messy in the background is that Megan's biological father was arrested for attempted murder in 2012. Apparently, someone broke a window in the door and began threatening the victim. The victim then started to walk back to his car, and Megan's father hit him with his truck. And then, these two men and a third hit this victim with a wooden club and kicked and punched him. A few days ago, I shared something on my Instagram, well, the podcast Instagram, and it was, it's, I'm looking at it right now. So it's pictures of Angela Boswell's, who is Evelyn's grandmother's, five mugshots, and then William McCloud, which is Evelyn's grandmother's boyfriend's, four mugshots, then Hunter Wood, which was Maggie's boyfriend's, three mugshots, and then Tommy Boswell, Evelyn's grandfather, he has two mugshots. And then Tommy Jr., Evelyn's uncle, has one mugshot. So it's kind of showing, like, did she really ever have a chance? This family had a long history of being in jail and going to jail. And it's just kind of sad to look at. Megan's mother and her mother's boyfriend have also both faced domestic violence charges in the past. I couldn't find much detail on it, but it is confirmed they've both been tried for domestic violence charges in the past.
Okay, we are going to go into some evidence slash rumors slash observation. So it took over two months for anyone in the family to contact police. The mother, Megan, who is 19 years old, stated that she knew who had her daughter, but was trying to get her back on her own because she worried that alerting police would make them run. Sounds just like someone. Well, Casey Anthony, we all know that. It has also been stated that Evelyn was with a babysitter and that Megan hasn't seen her since Christmas. Apparently, Megan told this babysitter, who I'm not sure is real or not, I don't know if this was Megan's story or someone else's story, or I don't know, but apparently Megan said she had to work, but was actually photographed at her boyfriend's holiday work party. This sounds a lot like Casey Anthony also. She had her child missing and went to parties and bars and promotion events and just partied it up while Kaylee was missing. Megan uses the term my child, which somewhat shows detachment from her child. Most parents wouldn't use that wording. They would be a lot more personal. Like even when I talk about my pets, I don't say my cat or my bunny. I say like my baby or I call them by the name or something along those lines. And that kind of seems like something a parent of a missing child would do because, you know, they love them and they're trying to hold on to that. This could just be speculation. I don't know, but it's kind of odd. She uses the wording, my child. During one of her interviews, or maybe many, she did not have a picture of Evelyn. I know that was in one of the recordings I shared earlier. The newscaster was like, do you have a picture of Evelyn? She was like, no, not on me. But if your child's missing, that's like the main thing you want to have on you. Because if you run into people, you want to be like, hey, have you seen this kid? So you need a picture of them. So it seems very odd that she didn't have a picture with her. Almost like she knew Evelyn was dead or something along those lines. Once again, this is just speculation. I'm just kind of looking into things further. Maggie is also unable to tell like details of the events of when she last saw her daughter. I feel like the day should be etched in her mind, but considering she didn't report Evelyn missing for over two months, I, I don't know how focused she was on getting her daughter back if she in fact wasn't the one who hurt her. She also never gives a reason why someone would take Evelyn from her. It she might not be hiding anything because she could have known what happened to Evelyn all along. She could have been the person who hurt Evelyn. But if she wasn't, then what is she hiding? Like, why did someone steal her child and kill her child? There has to be more to that story. People don't just do that because you piss them off a tiny bit. She has also been telling family many different things. It's not only, like, the police she's lying to, she's lying to her family and friends, she's telling them different stories, which is a telltale sign of a liar, a pathological liar. You get so many lies, you can't keep them straight anymore. Apparently, when Megan's mother received a car, there were diapers and a car seat in it, even though she apparently just received it. 
So I don't know what Kurt's talking about. I found this on a forum online, but apparently Megan's mother, Angela, received a car and there were diapers and a car seat already in it, which just kind of seems like odd. Like if the kid was missing before you received the car, why would you have diapers and a car seat in it? You know, Megan also faked being pregnant in order to try and get out of a polygraph. Now, I'm not sure if this is completely true since I wrote this little tidbit. I mean, I've learned she wasn't scheduled to take a polygraph, but it seems like she was trying to get an alibi going for why she would refuse a polygraph. Megan has what many people call duper's delight in some interviews. So Duper's delight is when she is smiling and laughing in interviews, obviously soaking up the attention and not really worried about the case at hand. Casey Anthony had this, Chris Watts had this, and I don't really know what it is, so I'm not trying to like overuse it, but this is what a lot of people online are saying, and this is why a lot of people believe she is guilty. So there was one rumor slash like suggestion from Reddit. I was going through Reddit as I often do on these cases and came across a post about the pattern in pictures of Evelyn. Someone stated that her pupils looked to be very constricted. And this lady who posted this used to have a friend who was drugged by her mother with codeine and her pupils had the same look. This lady who commented said her mother even noticed this look in her friend's eyes and like they knew what was going on then and that's the same kind of look Evelyn has in many of these pictures. It could be nothing but it could also be something pointing to child abuse and kind of a cause of death or something for Megan's case. This is really all I have for this case. I realize this is a shorter episode than the last two weeks, but I did get a comprehensive timeline and I went through all the evidence and theories I could find. Probably by the time this publishes, since I'm recording it about a week early, there will be more information. If there is, I will definitely share it on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, Instagram is Great Unsolved Pod and Twitter is Great Unsolved. So I hope this kind of gave you some insight on the Evelyn Boswell case. It is a very sad case, just like last week's of Gannon Stock. Well, pretty much all the cases I cover are sad. I mean, it's a true crime podcast, so we don't really get many happy cases. Anyways, I hope this shed some light on the case and I will see you next week. Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights, 
and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes choice of double-stacked JVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher.